Jimmy Hawk fan with a lot of things to talk about today, football related, basketball with the big basketball game on Saturday in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, 11 a.m., Iowa versus Gonzaga, number three against number one. Uh, but first, before we get started, I want to just wish Kirk Ferentz well. Apparently, he has tested positive for COVID and just hoping that he has little to, to no symptoms and, and recovers very quickly. Also, thinking about the other coaches and players and their families and you know, we're getting to the holidays here. I heard that uh, a lot of the players went home this weekend to, to spend some time with their family and just wanting everybody to stay healthy and, and safe as we're going into the holidays. And it, you know, it's an interesting thing with, with so many games being canceled. Will there, will there be bowl games this year? Um, you know, that's obviously a secondary thought, but I really liked this team and, and really would have liked, you know, really hoped to see, see them play another game, but it remains to be seen whether or not that will happen. Let's talk a little bit about some of the results this year for this Hawkeye football team, and then we'll talk basketball at the end. But, you know, this team offensively had a good rushing game, 171 yards per game, 59th in the country passing 197 yards per game. So not, not as, as good. They're 96th in the country, but overall 86 ranking. And these, these rankings will change as some teams are, are still playing games. But defensively, just another stellar defense uh, by Phil Parker. 107 yards on the ground given up by this team per game. That's 14th in the country. And then 206 passing, 37th in the country and 11th overall. So you know, Phil Parker's done such a great job carrying on the tradition uh, under Kirk Ferentz that Norm Parker started and he has a great staff there. So really, really good to see that defense continue to, to be so strong under Phil Parker. But one of the things on the offensive side that, that helped the Hawkeyes really win games this year is, is they scored a lot of points. So. This year, Iowa scored just under 32 points per game compared to last year, just under 26 points per game. And that's good for 38th in the country. Um, you know, they averaged a whole touchdown, less the extra point, but six points more per game this year than last year. And that's gonna, that's gonna win some ball games. And that's including those first two games where Iowa only averaged 20 points per game. Uh, you know, really struggled in October and then Gradually, as the year moved on, got better and better offensively. Spencer Petrus completion percentage this year was 57.1%. He'll want to get that, you know, up into the 60s next year. Um, but, you know, he gradually got better as the season went on. He had nine touchdowns, had five interceptions. And the impressive thing there is... At one point, he had four touchdowns and five interceptions. So he ended the year five touchdowns, zero interceptions, and, and did look pretty strong at, at points in games. Running the ball was the, the two-headed monster, Tyler Goodson, Mackay Sargent. T. Good had 762 yards, averaged over five yards per carry, seven touchdowns. And Mackay did a heck of a job, too. He had 432 yards, averaged 5.7 for carry and and like Tyler Goodson had seven touchdowns so they combined for 14 touchdowns in eight games 
The leading receiver yardage-wise was Amir Smith-Marset with 345 yards. He averaged almost 14 yards per catch and four touchdowns. Uh, Sam Laporta had the most receptions at 27, just two more than ISM. Um, he had a touchdown. And then, you know, Brandon Smith, Nico Regani, Sean Byer stepped up this year as another really quality tight end. Uh, and Tyrone Tracy's a good wide receiver too. So a couple of big guys, you know, Guys that have played a lot of games, a lot of minutes, in Amir Smith-Marset and Brandon Smith, likely leaving at the end of this year. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see who steps up because those are going to be big, big shoes to fill on the 2021 season. Defensively, Nick Neiman uh, led the team in tackles with 77, 30 more than the next Next tackler, which was Seth Benson with 47. He had a good season this year. Had to step in for an injured Jack Campbell. And then they both got to play, you know, as the season went on. And both looked really good out there. But this defensive line, the Chauncey Golston, uh, 8.5 tackles for loss, 5.5 sacks. And Davion Nixon, um, he had 13.5 tackles for loss, 5.5 sacks. So they were just so good. And even Zach Van Valkenburg, 8.5 tackles for loss and three and a half sacks. It was just a heck of a defensive line. The linebackers really stepped up as the season went on. And, and a good job by the defensive backs, uh, you know, led by Jack Kerner and uh, Riley Moss, Dane Belton, Matt Hankins. A lot of talented guys there. So really fun defense this year. And... You know, on both sides, the Hawkeyes had quite a few awards as far as all Big Ten. And uh, Tyler Goodson was first team as a sophomore for both the coaches and media, and as was Alaric Jackson, the big left tackle. And Tyler Linderbaum, the center, was first team by the media, second by the coaches. Kind of a surprising thing there. I thought he'd be a first teamer for the coaches, too. Um, but... Great season for Tyler Linderbaum. And then offensive guard Cole Banwart got uh, second team. And, and then there were a lot, of, a lot of offensive guys that got honorable mention too. So, so, you know, really happy for them. Defensively, Davion Nixon was unanimous first team defensive line. And he was the defensive player of the year. What a fantastic season he had. Highlighted by his big interception, 71-yarder that he, he took to the house and, and, and put a nice move on, on the quarterback and, and a would-be tackler closing in on him. So what a season for him. And then Chauncey Golston, too. I mean, this guy was first-team defensive end and, and was really dominant out there on the field. And then the, the transfer from Hillsdale, Division II in Michigan, Zach Van Valkenburg was second team uh, unanimously. So great defensive line players there. Nick Neiman got third team, linebacker by the coaches. And then Jack Kerner, third by the coaches and second team uh, from the media. And finally, special teams, Tory Taylor, the Australian freshman was first team and what an accomplishment for him. A guy that had never been to a football game until he got here and, and played his first game at, at Iowa as the punter. And then Charlie Jones, the great punt returner, was second team by the coaches and third team by the media. 
and the legend Keith Duncan with so many huge kicks that he has made in his career uh, starting with his freshman year beating Michigan what a top 10 team in Michigan and what a night that was at Kinnick Stadium and he was 13 by the media and coaches but uh, he'll he's number one in our hearts and uh, uh, we've he's been fun to watch and and beating Nebraska and, and the huge kicks he's had. Another stellar season for him and just barely missed some kicks from 50-plus yards, or, or I think he would have been first team this year. So what a year. Uh, started off a little disappointed, 0-2. I wish the Hawkeyes were playing Ohio State tomorrow. Um, but one-point loss to Northwestern early in the season prevented that. So... Uh, it was a great run of six wins in a row by this team, though. They they stuck with it, and and that was a lot of fun. Now I want to talk a little bit about recruiting. Uh, signing day was the other day, and the Hawkeyes have a pretty highly ranked team nationally, you know, in the 20 to 30 range, depending on, on who you're looking at, which, which rating service uh, in the Big Ten, you know, in the top half of the Big Ten, but really just seem to have some really – awesome players coming in, starting with offensive linemen and four-star David, David Koff from Illinois. And there's four offensive linemen. I don't want to list every guy, but the, the amazing thing about these offensive linemen nowadays is they come in, you know, they're already listed at 6'5 or 6'6 six, six, and 290 to 305 pounds. And it just goes to show you that the strength and conditioning at these high schools is totally different. And and a lot of these kids are doing off-season workouts, uh, you know, with with trainers and things like that. But uh, they're going to get to Iowa City and and keep getting bigger and stronger. And really loving how Iowa is just reloading every year at offensive line. Uh, they, they had three good guys that came in last year, and then it looks like a really stellar group this year. Um, Staying on the offensive side of the ball, Joey Labus, the uh, quarterback from Ohio. Uh, they, some services list him as a dual threat quarterback, but he's more of a pro-style quarterback, but kind of gets you excited when you think about a guy that can maybe tuck the ball and run and get some, some big yardage, as we've seen a lot of quarterbacks do. And, and the Hawkeyes have had some of those too, most notably Brad Banks. Uh, Drew Tate could do it too, so... That's, that's an exciting get for the Hawkeyes. Wide receivers, I really like the wide receiver group. There's, there's three guys just with totally different skill sets and size dimensions and everything with Keegan Johnson, the kid from Bellevue, uh, Nebraska, who chose Iowa over the Huskers where his dad played. So glad to get him. And then Arlen Bruce, the Olathe, Kansas kid. He just looks like a, a real Swiss Army knife type of player that can... Take jet sweeps, and you know, he's a good, good at running the ball, good at catching the ball. And then Brody Brecht, uh, who played at Ankeny along with Arlen Bruce this year. So those guys already have that connection, and it's going to be fun to see what, what these kids can do for the Hawkeyes. Another uh, big thing you know, with this class are the defensive linemen. Big, big, strong guys. And I think when you look at the last several years, I mean, you can go back further too, but it's every year we have guys going early to play in the NFL or graduating, you know, as a senior and, and making teams in the NFL. And 
I think these recruits are starting to, to really take a hold that this is a place where they can go and develop. The, the biggest example is Davian Nixon this year. I mean, he, he didn't qualify initially out of high school, went to JUCO. Then he had to sit out. I can't remember what the situation was there for a year. And then last year, he was in the rotation and he played a lot, but he was still, still back up. And then he comes out this year and he's player of the year on defense in the Big Ten. So just shows you, I mean, obviously he has a heck of a lot of talent, but also what this coaching staff can do with these kids. Also in this, in this group are, are three linebackers. Um, Justice Sullivan, uh, that's, his dad played at Iowa State, played basketball at Iowa State. So really interested to see what, what he can do. And then uh, a kid from Urbandale, Jaden Harrell, whose teammate Max Llewellyn, a defensive end, uh, was also an Urbandale star in high school. Uh, a, lot, a lot of Iowa kids in this class, but some kids from, from other groups, quite a few Illinois and uh, other areas as well. So really feel pretty pumped um, with what the Hawkeyes are getting. I think they're going to have to uh, probably sign another defensive back. They're probably looking for a cornerback as they didn't have one in this class. They do have Cooper DeGene, the excellent safety uh, from Ida Grove, Iowa, who was kind of an all-everything, you know, multiple sport guy and a great quarterback in high school, but he's going to play safety at Iowa. And uh, hopefully the Hawks will be able to, you know, Phil Parker always finds these diamonds in the rough that, that turn into great NFL players. So I'm sure, I'm sure he will be looking to do that uh, for the, in the next signing period, or maybe they'll even go the, the grad transfer route. So that's all I have for, for football today. That was quite a bit, but want to just briefly talk about the big game against Gonzaga. And it's an interesting matchup. Drew Timmy, the big 6'10 forward for Gonzaga, is going to be a great matchup with Luca Garza. Um, after that, you know, they, they, they have a 6'7 forward starter, and they have three 6'4", 6'5 guards, but they're very athletic. So they're athletic, you know, kind of a similar lineup to Iowa as far as, you know, playing three guards. Um, you could almost call Iowa a four-guard offense at times. But one of the things that stands out with Gonzaga is their three-point shooting, and they're only shooting 29% this year. And Iowa is shooting almost 40%. So that's something to watch. But the matchup with Drew Timmy, who's averaging 23 points and six rebounds a game with Luca Garza is going to be very interesting. Uh, they, the, the, the Zags do have Corey Kispert, who is shooting 45% from three. So he's their best three-point shooter by far. And, you know, three athletic guards. Um, they also have 6'8". Anton Watson, who comes off the bench uh, and plays quite a few minutes, so a, kind of a bigger player there. And the big 7-foot, 260-pound freshman from Mali, and you wonder if they're going to have to to put him in uh, to help out with Garza at times and just get another body on him. Now the Hawkeyes, you know who our leaders are. <laughs> Luca Garza is, is the main man, 29 points a game, 9 rebounds, averaging over 2 blocks per game. Jordan Bohan is averaging over five assists per game. And man, Keegan Murray off the bench, averaging 1.3 steals, leading the team in that category. But Luca, 
68% three-point shooter so far this year, and, and that's just phenomenal. Joe Wieskamp is also averaging 50%, and C.J. Frederick, 55%. Um, look, I'd like to see Jordan Bohannon really break out in this game. He's, he's shooting just under 32% from three so far this year, but I think as the season goes on, that's going to get well over 40. So what an exciting game this will be. I think the Hawkeyes, I think the Hawkeyes are going to pull it out, and I, I think for a couple of factors. One is the three-point shooting by the Iowa Hawkeyes, and number two, Gonzaga is only three and zero. They had to miss their last two games because of COVID, and they haven't played in a while, so they're going to be a little bit more rusty. And I think the Hawkeyes are going to go in there uh, with our senior leadership, be ready to play and pull out a really close victory, and I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. You know, one of the keys is going to be Iowa's defense. Can Iowa play good enough defense to, to win this game? So if Iowa does win, we're looking at the number one team in the nation, Iowa Hawkeyes, the next time the rankings come out. So this is huge. It's just a measuring stick for Luca Garza for this whole team to just see where they stand at this point in the season. So, really looking forward to the big game tomorrow. Uh, Kirk Ferentz, get better soon. Go Hawks, and uh, everybody stay safe and healthy.